We're thrilled to announce that we now have seven powerful devotionals available on YouVersion's Bible app. For those not in the know, YouVersion is the top Bible app in the world, and we're honored to be on this incredible platform. Our devotionals dive deep into the pillars that define the lion within us, health, wealth, and self. So whether you're seeking spiritual growth, financial wisdom, or personal development, these devotionals are tailor-made for you. So ready to embark on this transformative journey and unleash the lion within you? Head over to thelionwithin.us slash uversion to access our devotions on the uversion app. Join thousands of like-minded individuals and dive into the word with us. That's thelionwithin.us slash uversion. That's Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N. And let's grow together and become the leaders God intends us to be. Welcome to The Lion Within Us, a podcast serving Christian men who are hungry to be the leaders God intends you to be. I'm your host, Chris Granger. Let's jump in. All right, guys, meet episode time. I'm excited to have you here. Let's get right into our scripture, okay? Right into our scripture of the week. So scripture this week is in, is in the book of Daniel, chapter 5, verse 5. It says, suddenly the fingers of a human hand appeared, wrote on the plaster of the wall near the lampstand in the royal palace. The king watched the hand. As it wrote. <laughs> kind of sounds like a scary story, right? But nope, it's right in God's word. It's in, it's 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 right here in Daniel 5. And this is what we're gonna be looking at today, okay? So if you missed the spiritual kickoff, go check that out, okay, guys. I really unpacked that verse at length, gave you some background as well to give you some understanding of how we got to, to, to that point, which will lead us into what's going on here today, okay? Because really what we're gonna be talking about is how you can be a bold witness. God. And if you're going to be a bold witness for God, you're going to have to speak some hard truth. You just are. You know, that's, that's part of it. And we, just, we have way, way too little of that going on. Too many people out there nowadays, particularly leaders, leaders are just tickling ears. They're saying what people want to hear versus speaking the truth. And I want you to think about something for a second. When was the last time you actually appreciated something, someone rather, being honest with you? Okay, maybe you had some food in your teeth, I don't know, or a stain on your shirt or something like that, that that you needed to just take care of, right? Someone actually told you, hey, bro, check that out, right? Or you got a cliffhanger or something like that, right? But anyway, <clears throat> I remember a story all too well, okay? I was the head of a division of our company, and that division and, that, and the company at the time decided to make the decision to shut the operation down, okay? So when I heard that, when the decision was made that we're going to shut the operation down, I had one request. I would, I, I made it known that I would be the one to tell our team. You know, I didn't want this to come out from corporate or HR or anything like that, a memo or, or come down from the president of the company. No, I want to tell them. And I remember just like yesterday entering that room full of men and women. They get, truly, they were crushing it. They were giving their all and everything. They were, we were making money. We were profitable. The issue is we weren't making the investments in the business that we needed to to really sustain ourselves over the next you know, five or 10 years. So the company just decided to go that way. So there's nothing they had done inherently wrong. In fact, we had some of our best years ever at the very end. But you know what? I, I wanted to deliver that message to them out of, of a sincere heart as their leader. and. There were lots of tears. It was a very difficult day, obviously, several weeks. But I'm here to tell you what. 
that speaking that truth, being bold with them and loving them through it, it, it was one of the, the, the worst and at the same time, one of the best times of my career. We, we, had, we were able to get everybody a, a new jobs, not within our company, but some of them were able to transfer within our company. Some of them had to, you know, we were able to get them new jobs. I wrote letters of recommendations, made tons of phone calls, you know, severances, all those types of things. But we still had work that had to get done. And what I'm most proud about that time is they rallied together. And not only did they get the work done, they got the work done faster than we anticipated. And we had zero comebacks. There was no work that came back due to any poor quality work or anything like that, which speaks to a testament for, for those individuals, their character, the quality, you know, the, the, the amount of care that they put into the work that they did. And you know what? I give God all the glory in that in that moment to to how they responded, and how they responded still just blows me away. But I, I was called in that moment to deliver a bold message, and that message was not popular. And this is what we're going to see today. Daniel had an opportunity with the king to to deliver a message, and it was a difficult, almost impossible task, really, and. He approached it with confidence, not with his own abilities, but because of what God was, how God was working through him. So I, I'm going to, we're going to get into the word. We're going to, we're going to read some scripture. We're going to talk about some scripture. We're going to get some ideas and some insights on how we can obviously apply this to our life. Okay. So now let's just, let's just start off. Let's, I'm going to break up this story into a couple of different areas, guys. So we're not reading long chunks. But it's important. It's important to spend time in God's word together. Okay. So now we're going to be in Daniel 5. If you want to read along, we're, we're just going to look at verses 13 through 16. Okay. We're going to look at verses 13 through 16 inside Daniel 5. It says, Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Are you the Daniel who is the one from the exiles from Judah, whom my father the king brought from Judah? Now I've heard about you, that the Spirit of God is in you, and that the and that the illumination, insight, and extraordinary wisdom have been found in you. Just now the wise men and the conjurers were brought in before me, that they might read this inscription and make this interpretation known to me. But they could not declare the interpretation of the message. But I personally have heard about you, so that you, uh, that you are able to give interpretation and solve difficult problems. Now, if you are able to read the inscription, and make its interpretation known to me, you'll be clothed with purple and wear a necklace of gold around your neck, and you will have authority as the third ruler in the kingdom. Now, we need to understand something, guys, okay? To get to this point, this is actually about 60 years before, since he actually interpreted that dream for Nebuchadnezzar. Now, if you listen to the SKO, you already, SKO, you already know that, right? There were four of the kings since Nebuchadnezzar. This was One of them was named Nabonius. This, and this right here, what was going on, this was actually his grandson. So his grandson was uh, the, uh, the grandson of King, of King Nebuchadnezzar, rather. He was here. Now, what was going on? They were having this party. Now, I talked about this in the SKO, but if you haven't listened to it, just a quick recap. This was one crazy party. Think about the craziest party you've ever been to. Multiply that by 10. That's probably about where we're at right here, okay? I mean, they were they were they they had their enemies that were literally sleeping outside the walls while these people were Throwing down. I mean, throwing down, drinking, uh, having all sorts of food, having all sorts of other extracurricular activities. You know what I'm saying? 
And it got so crazy, they actually went, they sent people to the, to the temple, and they brought the, the royal vessels, the holy vessels from there. And they started drinking wine from those. So I don't know about you, but if you're at a party, and holy vessels drinking, start breaking out. People start drinking wine, you may want to leave. Because that's when everything turned up. That led us to our, our scripture of the week this week, where that hand appeared on the wall. And it wrote some words. And we're going to talk about those words. And then in comes Daniel. So we see right here, when we start looking at this scripture, right here, verses 13 and 14, we see that Daniel was brought in. And we know that the king didn't know who he was. That tells me a couple of things right here. We know that Daniel wasn't at the party because he had to be, be called, right? There was no way that Daniel was at that party, right? And he did not condone the actions that were taking place because we, we, we see for a fact that, for one, he wasn't there. They had to go get him. But we can also see that his reputation preceded him. Because it had been 60 years since he had that dream interpretation, yet still people remembered. They knew that this guy was a man of integrity and wisdom. So now think about that right now. How does integrity, that just that one word, share our witness for, for Christ? Are you an integral, integral leader? You know, do people know they can, they can trust you? Because this stands out right here. Because we all have a testimony. And each every, and every one of our testimonies is unique. And every day is an opportunity to build upon that testimony. And here you got to think, think through this. How you respond to difficult situations builds your testimony. And we're seeing it firsthand right here with Daniel. We know for a fact that he was inside this situation. He was here. He was brought in, and they were they were they were they were remembering who he was, right? Then you see, get to verse fifteen. Okay, we will get down right here. Just now, the wise men enter. He said, "But they could not declare the interpretation of the message. But I've heard about you, and that you can give interpretations. So now, if you can read that in scripture for me, please do so. Right? So what we see, the king, his old smart boys, the crew he had." They didn't have a clue what that inscription was, right? And it was bothering this guy. I mean, it was absolutely freaking him out, okay? And he and it even says in the scripture, if you go back and read it, it talks about his knees were knocking. They were he they were they were he was so rattled. So I just think that's a funny picture right there, just his knees knocking. Then the king recognized that he was in over his head, and he's messed up royally. Yes, and the puns intended there. And we we see right here. Bribery. Classic bribery happening. This is what's going on. He said, he's, you, can, you can just pick this up in the scripture. He's buttering up Daniel. He's just buttering him up. And he's trying to, 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 to lay, lay this buttering up with promises of gold and status, right? And in many situations, that's all that would be needed to get other people to comply, right? And he is laying it on thick right here. We see it. He's building up, building up, building up, and he's offering those promises over and over and over. Now, remember, enemies were still right outside the walls, right? And this hand, so guys who are trying to kill him were, were literally within feet of him, just outside the walls. But this hand had rocked this guy to the core. And he was, you know, on top of all that, he was probably hammered from all the wine they've been drinking. I mean, this is just... Think about a sobering moment, okay? A hand on the wall, 
That's what you call an attention getter. It is. But what we can term it right here is the presence of God was with Daniel. Okay. It hadn't been with anybody else in that room. We, we, can, we can be assured of that because no one else could interpret it, right? But it was with Daniel. And when he walked in, that integrity, that character, that wisdom walked in with him. So think about that. When you walk into a room, do those virtues walk in with you? If they don't, what do you need to be changing? What do you need to consider to adjust so that that happens? Okay? So, guys, we're going to take our first break right here. We'll be right back. I just want to give you guys a little chance to catch up. I got to get some water. We'll be back here in a second. If you're a man who's looking for greater spiritual guidance into how to become a better leader, finding resources that you can trust and then implement can be daunting. For me personally, I thought it was a lost cause, and I decided to take the action knowing that I wasn't alone. It was because of this wide gap that we created our Lion Within Us community. And the areas that we're helping Christian men grow are incredible. For instance, we built ways for guys to lean in and grow through fun events like our daily spiritual kickoff, where you get that much needed boost directly from God's word. Our Bible studies that always focus on how to discern and apply what we learn. And even our amazing form where you can speak your mind without fear of getting shut down or judged by the extreme rules of modern day social media. On top of all that, we know that many men want help overcoming issues and becoming stronger in many different areas. That's why we created several mastermind groups where the iron truly sharpens iron. Our community is about having a growth mindset, accountability, intentionality, and transparency. In other words, just leave fake you at home and come to community just as you are. I fully believe what we built. I see the impact it's making on men right now. And I would love to have you check it out. So start your very own 30-day free trial today to see how we can help you be a better leader. So if you're ready to take that first step, head over to thelionwithin.us and get started. Your journey begins here. Visit thelionwithin.us and I'll see you inside the den. All right, guys. So we're back here now. So let's keep let's keep digging into it. So now we we, we know that Daniel's in this room. He's in the room with the king. Got all these things happening. This writing on the wall for his hand has showed up, wrote a bunch of stuff on the wall. Now let's keep going. So we're going to look at verse 17 here real quick. It says, then Daniel answered and said before the king, keep your gifts for yourself or give your reward to somewhere else, to someone else. However, I will read the inscription to the king and make the interpretation known to him. Okay. Now let's look at verse 22 and 23 real quick. Yet you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart even though you knew all this, but you have exalted yourself against the Lord of heaven. and They have brought the vessels of his house before you, and you and your nobles, your wives and your concubines have been drinking the wine from them, and you have praised the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which you do not see, hear, or understand. But God, but the God who in whose hand are your life breath, in all your ways, you have not glorified. Woo! It got real. So Daniel, what we see right here, guys, he's not backing down one bit, is he? We see that loud and clear. Now, it would be tempting to try to say what the king would want to hear. Okay? Because, heck, there's a lot of really good gifts that the king offered. Let's just be real. 
But that's not who Daniel is. He knew that he had to speak boldly right here when this message could potentially cost him everything. I mean, it could have cost him his life. The king could have not liked what he, what he heard. And back in those days, the king didn't like what he heard. You go. That's just the way it is. Now, for us, what does it cost us? What do we risk when we start speaking boldly against sin? Judgment of others. We could lose some relationships, right? I know lots of people who I've lost relationships because, you know what? People don't like the way that I'm being bold for Christ. Next thing you know, people start distancing themselves from us. Maybe people think that you're a hypocrite. Well, who are you to tell me? You used to do this stuff, right? Or they can even hate you for what you said. Not that it was inaccurate, but just that hate's there, right? Because we know Jesus is telling us this is not going to be easy. You people will hate you. You will be persecuted. So we see right here, we risk stuff as well, but we have to speak boldly. Now look at verse 17 again, because Daniel's answer said, yep, you just keep your gifts, but I'm going to do the description and make that make it known to you. Okay. Daniel is at a party. Kind of re- replay this in your mind. And he's at the party, and he's most likely the only sober person there. And who knows? You, you, you know, this guy, King Nebuchadnezzar, I'm sorry, his the King Nebuchadnezzar's grandson was so scared that that he would have probably gave Daniel, Daniel even more if he chose to take that path, right? Because Daniel could say, well, I don't know about that gold or be the third in charge. How about a little bit more gold? How about a little bit more silver? How about make me the second person in charge, right? He, he was in a place of leverage, of negotiation from a leadership standpoint, right? He could have negotiated. That's not how he did it, though. He shows his integrity. He highlights the importance of his testimony, Daniel's testimony, by telling the king, I don't want your bribe. Bro, just take your bribe and go on somewhere else. Because Daniel is serving God. and He never loses sight of that. And that's worth remembering. That's worth considering. How are you serving God? Is that your first and foremost? Or are you Lord by the ways of the world? Because we have to be careful, lust of the flesh, lust of the, the eyes, and the pride of life. Those three things. We know the evil one is trying to steal, kill, and destroy us. He's going to use those tools. These are right here in front of Daniel. Yet he's remained with integrity. He did. Okay? And you get right here, and you start looking at verse 22. Yet you, you have not humbled your heart, even though you knew all of this. So right here. Woo! When, the, when this king's dad, Nabonius, left. You know, you just didn't, that dude just didn't leave and give him the keys, the keys to the kingdom and say, good luck. That did not happen. He knew good and well what happened to his grandfather, King Nebuchadnezzar. And yet with all the knowledge, he still refused to surrender to the one true God. And sin, let's just face it. Sometimes it's, it's enticing. We see it right here. We have party. You had wine. You had entertainment. You had women. He had status for this guy. He got caught up in the right now, right? And this stuff was making him extremely happy. And to the, to that point where he started desecrating holy vessels. And, and Daniel was bringing this old boy back to, Grand, to the Grand Central Station saying, look, guys, look, you need to remember who you are of, the, of what has happened in the past 
And you, you forgot, you have forgotten what you represent. And I'm just telling you, as, as you start reading through this and start thinking through the scripture and speaking boldly like that, there's just not enough of that out there. There's not enough of, of, of particularly men that are willing to take, to take a stance. There's lots of guys who are willing to walk away, but how many of us are willing to actually take a stance and say something and then take the next step to do something? Now, you get to the, the, verse 23, but you've exalted yourself against the Lord of heaven, right? For Imagine right here. For the second, the person, just for one second, think about this, the fury that Daniel had when he entered that room. Think about how mad he was. Could smell that wine, okay? Because he's not, he's not using the wine right here in this case to glorify God as Jesus did when he turned the wine, that water to wine, right? That's not what was happening here. They were abusing it. The women, most likely, not a lot of clothes on, right? And those dirty, holy, vessels. Daniel's calling it like you see it. He said, look, King, you have picked a fight with the, with the Lord. That's a tough position to be in, man. I wouldn't want to be you because not only have you dis, disrespected God with your actions, right? But because you are the leader, but you brought holy items into the situation. And then you started praising some a little G guys while you were doing it. I mean, it, it was crazy. Because those little G guys are worthless. And we praise them these days, don't we? Money, sex, alcohol, drugs, whatever things are, status, all these things, we praise them. And it reminds me of what we're, what's going to happen when our day comes, right? Because we all, we all like to just think that we're going to stroll up to Jesus and ask him questions. And reality is, fellas, we're going to be hitting our knees and we're going to be worshiping him. And Daniel's bringing all this back to, into focus for the king. He's, just lo- he's locking this in, right? And for that entire room there, your actions against the one true God, all y'all, this is not going to be tolerated. And I know for a fact, I can only imagine after he said this, you could hear a pin drop. You know it was quiet. It was still. And he's telling him right here, I'm going to show the king that sin will be judged. And that judgment is something that people these days, they don't want to hear about judgment. Nobody wants to talk about judgment. Everybody wants to, don't judge me. You know, who are you to judge me? You're right. I'm not to judge, but I know who the judge is. And I know what his standard is. And I know what you're doing, and it does not align to that standard. So I would encourage you, highly encourage you, to adjust your standard to align to this, to him. And if we started just, just doing that, don't we're, we're not in a position to be the judges, but we know who he is, and we know what his word says. Many people don't. And when they don't, guys, that's an opportunity to point them, to point them in the right direction. Okay? So now, we're going to take our last break, fellas. We're going to come back, and we're going to finish up looking at how we can speak boldly and specifically how Daniel did that. I find it it helps me to have a guide at times when I'm reading and studying the Bible. One way that helps me is by using devotionals to guide not only what I read, but insights into the scriptures themselves. So we were blessed to become an author on the YouVersion Bible app. 
and we saw an immediate opportunity to help others with devotionals around the areas that we spend the most time talking about at the line within us. So if you enjoy the show, you may enjoy these devos as well. We have some guys that are using them as part of their small groups, as well as they're a great way to get conversations going. So to see the ones that we've created, head over to thelionwithin.us slash version, and that's Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N, to learn more. So that's thelionwithin.us slash version to get started with your own men's devotional today. All right, guys, we're back. So let's keep going. So now we're going to finish up this story here in Daniel. So we've been working through Daniel 5. Let's look at verse 24 through 28, okay? Verses 24 through 28. It says, Then the hand was sent from him, and the inscription was written out. Now this is the inscription that was written. Mini, mini, tikio, uparasim. This is the interpretation of the, of the message. Many, God has numbered your kingdom and put an end to it. Tekel, you have been weighed with the scales and found deficient. Paris, your kingdom has been divided and given over to Medes, the, per- the Persians. So, pretty direct messages. Because I wondered, I was kind of laughing when I, when I was reading this and studying and working through it. I wonder if that moment the king thought, man, I wish I hadn't asked him. <laughs> You know, maybe you thought he'd been better off not knowing, but you can know one thing. But if you just think about that room and the posture of the room, if it was on like a, a scale of nine right now, one to ten of, unco- of 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 being uncomfortable, Daniel just broke it when he interpreted the sign. Right? It just it, he went off the charts. We know the room was already uncomfortable enough, but he just just destroyed it. And when you start start researching it, you start thinking about why they couldn't reach the inscription. It really isn't clear why. There's lots of debates back and forth on why it's not. A few of the references I found with the letters were arranged as, as an anagram. Uh, we're not sure, but we know that for one thing, the king's boys were lost. And Daniel had it handled. Not by himself, but because God was with him. Now that first one, Mene, what, what was going on here is God doubled down on this one. And he meant the end is coming and I'm in charge. If you actually look at Psalm 90, verse 2, it tells us right here, before the mountains were born, or you gave birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. That is who we serve, right? That is it. Because we're starting looking at our calendars, all the things that God, that, that we have our plan, what we ultimately need to remember is his plans. His will will be done. That's what will prevail. Now, and you look at that second word, tekel, okay? That means guilty. He is guilty. The king's guilty. Do not pass go. Do not, do not collect $200, right? The ultimate job, judge had rendered a verdict. There was no turning back right here, guys. There was no turning back. This was guilty 100%. And the last word, Paris, okay? Not only are you going to get taken out, I'm going to tell you who's going to do it. Right? He tells him right here, look, this is it. You'll be divided and given over to the Medes and the Persians. He tells him directly, God is a judge, and, and, and we need to understand, we all will stand trial. So Daniel didn't back down from delivering this message. And the crazy part is, if you, read, if you keep reading the scripture, the king still gave Daniel all the gifts and stuff he said, right? 
I, I, I don't understand. I guess I, I thought the king would have been crazy or mad or something like that, but he didn't. He, he kept his, his promise and honored him, and it didn't matter because if you read, just keep going on. Look at verse 30. It says, that same night, the, the king was slain. So Darius the Mede received the kingdom at about the age of 62. So that night, the king was killed, just as Daniel said would happen. And in Babylon, was handed over to the menace. I mean, this is this is what was going on. This was absolutely uh, unbelievable that not only did he interpret it, but the interpretation came to be to full fruition, right? And you you can you can rest assured when you read store accounts like this and start thinking about your scripture and the Bible, how to apply it to your life and things like that. We can see right here, it wasn't easy for Daniel to tell that message. Standing firm against sin is not easy. It's definitely not popular, and it requires a lot of courage, okay? But when you're doing it with the righteous motives, God's going to guide you. He just is. The Holy Spirit's going to show you steps that you need to take. Then it comes down to this one question. Are you going to obey? Because when we choose to surrender our will and obey him and stand firm with our Father, things start changing. Because judgment, at the end of the day, it's coming. And with every chance we get throughout our day, we have to help a sinner that is lost. And we do that by sharing the good news of the gospel and turning them towards Christ and turning a lot more of our actions towards Christ so we can drive everything in our day-to-day to him. That's what it's about, fellas. This is why Daniel, man of integrity, character, wisdom, walked in this situation, was not phased by all the craziness that was happening, all the wine, the holy vessels, the women, the, all the party, right? It didn't matter. He was there to do what God's called him to do. And he was there to stand firm and speak truth in a bold manner. And there's just so much we can learn as Christian men on how to do this. So think about the upcoming meetings that you have scheduled or the upcoming opportunities you have to help people. When, the, when it comes down to it, are you willing to speak bold, to be that bold witness for others, right? And, and not doing it out of a heart of, 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 of deceit or anger or wrath or anything like that. No, bold is, is really done out of love. Do you love them enough to tell them the truth? Or are you hiding just behind lies just because it's easier? You don't want to upset the apple cart. You just you don't want to be that guy. I'm just gonna let I'm just gonna let that sit. That's that's not a hill I'm willing to die on. Start hearing yourself say stuff like that. I get it. Some situations you do need to be smart. I'm not saying you have to and you're jumping to every opportunity to be that uh, that that point of conflict. But I'm here to tell you, if God's called you to do something, you better step up and do it. The question you really need to think about is how willing are you to speak the hard truth as a bold witness for God. You have to be willing, guys. It comes down to that obedience. You got to be listening. What is God trying to tell you? And once you're clear, you got to step forward. You can't just sit on the pew. You can't be a sideline Christian. You're in the game. If you're still on this side of heaven, you are in the game. There's no retirement from being a Christian. None whatsoever. There's work to be done. You can do it. I know you can. Take lessons 
from Daniel right here, walking into an impossible situation with a difficult message, yet standing firm with God because he's doing it all to honor and glorify him. So that's what's about those. So hopefully you ain't got encouraged by that. I love sharing these, these, these accounts and kind of breaking them down, just sharing scripture on the line within us. To me, it's so important to do that. So love your feedback on these guys. I, I know they're a little bit different than traditional interviews, but it's something I do all the time. You know, I do a lot of teaching at our church. I just do a lot of teaching, you know, really every day we do, we have a daily spiritual kickoff within our line within this community. You know, I don't go into this level of depth, but I always try to give the guys a little bit of encouragement each and every morning, uh, Monday through Friday. So I'd love for you to check that stuff out. The lionwithin.us is the is our website. You can get all our resources there. We have lots of ways we try to serve and help people. So we'd love to hear from you. Love to get your feedback. Uh, you know, again, the lionwithin.us, you can connect with us on our blogs, on our version Bible app. We have tons of devotions out there. We have the 30 days to unleash the line within. Lots of people jump on that. Then we have our community, guys. We still do a 30-day free trial of our community. This is where, you know, the iron sharpens iron. I mean, this is, I, I absolutely, I can say without a shadow of a doubt, I'm a better man because of our community. I just am. I'm constantly being challenged, being thinking through things in a new way. I've made relationships with men I never dreamed I would before just because we're here. We're on fire for God. And we actually care for each other. So we have our community. If you're a business leader and you want to try to, to learn how you can take the Bible and bring more ethical business decisions to your business or just how you can bring be a more ethical decision maker, period, Summit Leadership Development. The Summit is where it's at. We take God's word, we simplify it, we apply it, and we, 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 has, we assign some accountability and we start moving forward to actually do what God's called us to do in our careers, in our homes, in our community. So that's what it's all about. So again, the line within.us, all the resources are there, guys. Okay. Give us a rating and review and review if you can. That'd be wonderful as well. And then come on back on Friday. Got some good front, uh, fun Friday tips that we're going to be sharing with you all. Looking forward to sharing that as well as the book of the week. All the, and of course, our dad jokes, right? You got to come for the dad jokes, if anything. Okay. So guys, have a great day. Get after it. Look forward to hearing from you. And remember, always look for opportunities to unleash the lion within.